Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. What's going on, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast for the Quicken Loans National from TPC Potomac. At Avenel Farms, Pat and I are going to give you the course breakdown, the key stats that we're looking at, and obviously the picks that we like this week for all forms of daily fantasy sports and uh, golf betting in general. So hope you guys enjoy the podcast and hope you guys get a little bit of green screen action. We had some really nice calls last week for the Travelers Championship. We recapped that a little bit as well. And we will be back as always next week to continue making your screens green. Enjoy the podcast and uh, thanks for downloading. What's going on, golf addicts? David Barnett, Pat Perry. Back from our golfing weekends, we've recovered from somewhat, <laughs> some of us more than others. We are back to break down the Quicken Loans National from a you know new venue recently to the PGA Tour, TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. And before we do that, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about the Travelers and we had a great week, man. We had Jordan Spieth with the hole-out bunker shot in the playoff against Daniel Berger, who we were on and rode up in the shot in the arm on Roto Grinders. Um, we had a, had a lot of Spieth, had a lot of Berger. Unfortunately, had a little too much of uh, like a like I ended up getting on Zach Johnson toward the end of the week, and that definitely burned me. I may have over overthought that one a little bit, but we had a good week. We picked. 31 golfers, we had eight miss the cut. A lot of those were were low-end, kind of cheapy plays. Um, but of those 31, we had 12 in the top 25. We had eight in the top 10 and six in the top five, and we picked the winner. There were a lot of green screens. We had a lot of listeners uh, win some money, so hopefully that was you. Congratulations. Um, it was, a, it was a good week. Travelers Tournament turned out pretty good. You had Rory kind of make a run on Sunday finally and, and turn it on a little bit. You had Jason Day continue his poor form. Pat, did you have any other takeaways? I know you had a very busy weekend. So any other takeaways from the Travelers and any weekend stories you need to share with us? Well, you're right. It was a very busy weekend because my brother got married, Pat 2.0 as you like to call him. DirecTV Perry. Or DirecTV Perry. And... Um, so I, I didn't really get to watch a ton of golf. Um, I did watch the end on Sunday, and I thought it was obviously great. That was just, you know, a fantastic shot. So my screens were not green. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a it – was, it was not a great week for me, even though our picks were good. I just didn't, didn't put the line, right lineups together. And I was like you. I had Zach Johnson in a decent amount, and that kind of – Hurt me a little bit. I was leading the the Tour Junkies Listener League on Fantasy Draft and the PGA Tour Card on Fantasy Draft on kind of late Saturday afternoon, but the Jamie Lovemark MDF killed it. Ooh, yep. yep. And so I uh, 
ended up not even cashing in either one of those. So that, that kind of sucks. Yikes. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm still recovering. I'm not in in the in the greatest of shapes right now. I'm about <laughs> I'm about thirty five percent still. I mean, we basically, you know, we we rolled into Charleston on Thursday. Played some golf on Friday at Patriots Point Golf Club, which I got to say was a good layout, but they had the bumpiest fairways I've ever been on in my entire life. I mean, yeah. it was like potholes everywhere. No, that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, we we definitely enjoyed the periscoping. Glad you finally found the cart, girl. Yeah. It it, it seemed to be an interesting group you had there. We, we had an interesting group, but it, it was fun. We had one guy who hasn't played in like 10 years. We had one guy who's played in a U.S. amateur and is a very good golfer. And you had me, and then you had uh, yeah. my somewhere on the spectrum in between those two. Yeah, I played okay though. I was pretty pretty excited, but yeah. I'm trying to think of any good stories. You know, we just we we pretty much just went out and got really kind of got drunk all weekend. <laughs> 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 Celebrated my brother and his beautiful new wife. She is beautiful. She's she's way prettier than I would have ever thought. You know, your twin would have landed. I'm I'm shocked. He, even direct even for Directv Perry, she's a little outside of his yeah his his zone. But outkicked his covers. But uh, yeah, lucky for him though. Lucky for him. Good good boy. Um. Well, I had a good weekend too. I played a little bit of golf. I periscoped my golf as well, trying to trying to keep up with you. Mine was way more sober than yours, but um, nonetheless, it was fun. It's good to get out and, and play some real golf. It kept my my mind and attention off the lineups, so it was fun. Um, I got a question. Yeah. So going back to the travelers, Jordan Spieth's reaction. Yeah, who do you who do you give a better reaction to his or Kiz when Kiz knocked in for for eagle on the seventy second hole in the Zurich? I mean, I I think that um I think it's close. I, I guess yeah, I got to give the edge to Spieth maybe because it was for the win. Yeah, but I actually think Kiz's shot was better. The, the scenario was actually and it was better. dark. It was pitch black. Cam Smith was already in for a guaranteed birdie. So I mean, basically, it was a I've got to hold this or we're done. I mean, even though Jordan was in a playoff, it wasn't a I, it, he wasn't going into that with Berger already, you know, a foot from the hole ready to tap in to win. True. And he's thinking I've got to win this. Like the scenario to me for Kiz was way better. You you asked me about the reaction, which is a little different. I mean, Kiz, you know, had a primal yell and like screamed, and then he ran and gave everybody fives around the stands. That was cool. Um, you know, it was it was also cool to see Jordan like throwing club. Although the club throw was a little weird, it looked like an awkward club throw. If it were me, it I would have like done more of a club like sling. You know, like a club sling. I didn't get a um, shot of did. How close did that come to Michael Greller? I mean, could that have hit? Him? No, I think I think it was like into the bank. He like threw it into okay. the bank. I don't think it was that close to Greller. Um, but you know, and the chest bump thing was cool. You don't see that in golf a lot. I like it. I, I'm up for it. I mean, even though it's a couple white boys getting like six inches off the ground, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's not you know, it's not it's not Antonio Brown and the you know and and the <laughs> you know Le'Veon Bell in the end zone jumping four feet off the ground. I mean, but I like it. I, I think it's good for golf. It was exciting. You know. 
It is what it is. I, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know about that. Okay. So. Well, it's just it was it was a big moment. I think for the year. So you know, I want to talk about. It. I think I think him and Kiz. Those are those were. If you're going to look back on the top five maybe moments of the year, that that's going to be right up there where we, there with it. Wait a minute. It's not going to be when like DJ wins a tournament and he just is like, uh, uh. <laughs> you, you're not going to pick that. Probably not. Um, Probably not. So, uh, native area questions. We got a, a good influx of them last week after I complained. We only had like a dozen the first week. We, we definitely had a nice surge in contestants and entries. So, thank you to everybody who did that. We are going to pick a winner and announce that winner tomorrow on Twitter. So, if you don't have Twitter, I'm sorry. You'll just have to wait. Um, We'll email you if you win. How about that? We'll email you. So, uh, but thanks to everybody for getting those in. We did get some good questions. We got a lot of repeat questions, which is fine. It is what it is. We got a lot of questions that we've already asked uh, in a lot of Native Area segments, which is fine because you may have just started listening to us. Totally understandable. And we got a lot of questions that were like probably inappropriate for us to ask mm-hmm. to a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean like we want the native area to be irreverent, but we want we don't want these guys to hang up on us. So no. we kinda have to we kinda have to play the line there. Um a lot of questions about sex, sex about was, yeah, was definitely up there. About uh bodily functions was a big one. Um you guys are apparently really interested in like when and where and how a tour pro you know, uses the bathroom. <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, it, so we got let, some let's, good ones. Let's just say this. You know, we got <laughs> these questions like that, guys or ladies out there. They these are just normal people, just like us. So yes, they they do have sex and they do go to the bathroom, and maybe they go <laughs> to the bathroom in weird places or they have sex in weird places. But so do regular people. So that those kind of questions. So I've heard. Yeah. Well, yeah. not not turn draft spells or anything. <laughs> so yeah, those kind All of right. questions aren't going to make the cut. We get, we got to get we got to get creative, but we did get some creative questions. We did get some some really some really creative ones. That was that was nice. Um, all right, so uh, Pat, let's get into this. Let's get into Quicken Loans National. You've got a little bit smaller field this week than last week. Only 120 something players here, not the 155 or so we had previously, and um, you know, a new course with uh, you know very newly renovated. And the PGA Tour hasn't seen the new renovated version in quite some time. But Pat, I know you're going to give us a course breakdown, but you've also played the previous version of Avenel Farm in a in a in your younger years, I did. Um, so I played on. You know, Super Nintendo had the. Uh, what are you okay? Okay, I'm a little worried about you there with that cough. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have played uh, TPC. It was TPC Avenel when I played it on Super Nintendo, and I was really good at that at that course because there's a lot. There were some drivable par fours, which actually you, you're going to see here on the on the course this week. Um, at least one that's about just under 300 yards. But yeah, the only drivable par fours you're getting to is the virtual ones. Yeah, well, which is what we're talking about here. So, <laughs> but in actual real life, it's now TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms. Mm. Um, so playing oh, about seventy one hundred yards. Um, they did a complete overhaul though in two thousand and nine. Um, changed the greens to bent grass greens. You got Zoysia fairways, uh, which is what we last saw at the FedEx St Jude. 
Um, you know, looking at the it's par 70, so you've got it's going to have two par fives, four par threes, and 12 par fours. Six of those par fours are 450 to, to 500 yards. Um, so I did kind of look at, at that as far as um, par four efficiency. And then if you're looking at the par fives, I think one is definitely reachable. The other one's about 620 yards. So I don't think you're going to have a lot of people going for that one. And two, um, you know, this being a shorter course, I'm not necessarily looking at the bombers. Um, if you did go back to when they did have a regular event here, which I believe was the Booz Allen Classic. That's a great name for a tournament, I think. Anyway, there were some very. Do you know? Do you know what Booz Allen does? Oh, real estate. I don't know. No, they're, they're like uh, they're like code writer, like software developers. They do like big time software contracts. Wow, good to know. Yeah, but you had guys mm-hmm. like Bob Estes and Steve Stricker. Ooh, win. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't even know. I didn't even check. Is Bob Estes in the field? Uh, he might be there's an edge there there's an estes the old estes edge yeah that's what that is so um Um, trying to think what else well you also had the web.com event you did have a web.com event which there are a couple guys in the field that played in that event um we may talk about them i looked at the stats i looked at were strokes gained around the green par four birdie or better percentage strokes gained approach and then also looked at um that proximity number from 200 plus because three of the four par threes out here are uh are over 200 yards and then i looked at proximity 125 to 150 now that's guessing a little bit but that's what i think they're going to have uh into a lot of these greens i don't really i'm not going to go over past champs because it doesn't matter you know nope so that's if you want to look at that then if you care then you can look it up but all i, all I remember is billy hurley won last year in a in an incredible uh an yeah. emotional win for him. Sponsors exemption and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's my that's my rundown. And check back with us for the weather on Wednesday. Right now it's looking yep. okay. Well, I would add. I think it is it is interesting to note they did a major redesign. It wasn't just a. I mean, from everything you read, like the redesign they did was almost like starting from scratch. Uh, apparently the tour the tour was the players were complaining about the course uh, as it was previously so instead of just doing small tweaks they just decided to just rip the thing up and let's go again and they consulted with Fazio and Pete Dye uh, and then they also consulted with Fred Funk and Davis Love III which if you you know think about those guys um, Fazio and Dye definitely tend to design shot makers courses they tend to design courses that make you think courses that are strategic courses that require accuracy off the tees and and off the fairways to not necessarily your bomb and gouge type courses obviously fred funk has made his living doing the very same thing i mean this is a man who's been out driven by annika sorenstam uh and, and dl3 well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm alluding to the type of player that men who design this new track. I think it does play, you know, it gives you a little glimpse into what, you know, how this golf course may play. Um, also to note is today I saw Zach Blair on Twitter. You know, we say this all the time. This is another opportunity. If you do not have Twitter and you want to be good at golf DFS, you're, you're missing a big step. You need to be on Twitter you don't have to tweet you just have to absorb information that you get from twitter because golfers are on twitter and today zach blair was taking a lot of pictures and video of avenel farm and um which by the way i noticed last week he was playing golf at a different golf course 
on Monday and Tuesday with all the no laying up guys. And I almost tweeted out, hey, shouldn't you be at uh, <laughs> you know, shouldn't you be at the Travelers like working on that that course instead of playing? And then he like trunk slammed by ten shots at the Travelers. So I don't I don't know what his strategy is leading up to an event, but I don't know if that's the best one. Anyway, uh, he was playing at Avenel Farm today and was commenting on the speed of the fairways. He was I don't know how much of an exaggeration, but he's basically saying the fairways are running at like a ten on the stump. That's how fast they are, and. He even he even did a putt. He did a video of him putting from. He shot it with the laser. It was seventy five yards, and he putted the ball from seventy five yards in the fairway. So there's going to be a lot of run in these fairways unless we get a tremendous amount of rain. And there are some closely mown areas around the green. So you know, I, I think strokes gained off the tee is critical. I think um, a little more accuracy, if you want to lean that way, is is probably better. And definitely birdie or better percentage, especially, you know, a short field like this. And you're going to get more guys coming through the cut than, than typical as far as a percentage number with only 120-something players. I think birdie or better is always a heavy stat. I like your strokes gain around the green, too. Uh, and I'm also looking at a little putting this week. I, I think I think on new greens, uh, the green complexes are, are kind of hilly. And also, I think they're going to be running pretty fast. So I'm going to look at some putting. That's That's kind of where I'm going. So. Okay. Good. All right. Let's get into some picks. For DraftKings, to kick it off, you have basically one stud and then a couple of other guys. Um, you got Fowler at 12,000. Patrick Reed at 11-1. He's definitely playing a lot better, but 11-1 is, is, a, is a pretty steep price for him. You know, And, and I guess that's going to be one of the themes for the week, right, is that you're just going to be thinking, man, I can't believe I'm paying X for this guy. But, you know, with the weak field, it is what it is. Uh, and then Justin Thomas at 10-9. Those are your three guys priced uh, in that five-digit range. For me, the the fade here for me is Justin Thomas again. We've been right so far. Uh, we faded him correctly at the Travelers last week. Um, I just don't. I don't know, like maybe maybe he'll turn it around. I, I, I'm not really sure why he's even in this event, honestly. Like he doesn't need the FedEx Cup points. He doesn't need the money. It's like his fourth, it'll be like his fourth week in a row or third week in a row. It's a week, I don't know. I'm not really sure. The course doesn't seem like it really suits him all that well. He'll probably win now, but I'm, I'm, fading, I'm fading Justin Thomas. I will have a... Fair amount of Ricky Fowler. Uh, I like Fowler a lot in this position. He checks the box and strokes hand off the tee, and, and actually has been fairly accurate here lately, and he really checks the box and birdie or better. Um, and he does well on bent green grass, uh, bent, green, bent grass greens, um, a la Augusta National, especially quick ones. So I'll have a fair amount of Ricky, and I'll probably have a little bit of Reed too, just can't ignore the form. Uh, might even try to squeeze a, a couple Ricky and, uh, and, and Patrick Reed lineups in. I'm not, I'm not even afraid to do that. I'm going to have some lineups where I go Ricky and Reed and then Duds. And then the rest of it will be like pretty balanced, like in the eight, starting in like the eight K range. That that's going to be the strategy for me. I I think in a weak field like this, there are so many guys that can come up and win. That you know, like why not get a Fowler and Reed combo and go down in the like high six K or mid six K range and get a guy that's you know probably not that far off from winning 
you know this golf tournament than like somebody that you're having to pay seventy seven hundred for that you usually pay sixty four hundred for. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of my train of thought. Uh, I will have a lot of balance too, but that that's where I'm going. Yeah, I think, I, and I'm with you. I think for the most part, especially on the strategy, I think you've you've got to at least have a few lineups with that Fowler Reed combo. And then and then drop down because you can definitely do that because I think in, with a with a course like this I think it, it definitely bring, brings a lot more players into the field. I don't necessarily agree on JT. I, I think I may play him some. I mean, if you look at the stats, he does fit. I mean, he's you know strokes gained approach. He's he's number four in the field. If you're looking at proximity from 200 plus, so those par threes are all or three of them are, are 200 plus. He's number two in the field, and then par four birdie or better percentage also checks the box there. So. If you want to go, if you want to be a stat guy, which I, you know I'm, I'm typically not. That's not where I heavily lean. Uh, I think he does fit, so I think I am going to put some some JT in some lineups. I mean, and his recent form. I mean, other than last week's, just just pretty incredible. So, but I also think that being said, there is definitely a case to be made for fading completely these top three guys and just starting. Oh yeah, and just starting yeah. with maybe like you know dropping down to like a Bill Haas or somebody like that uh, and then starting your lineups there because there's a lot of there's a lot of value in this lot in this this field especially in that 8000 range so i think i will probably definitely play some some Fowler Reed or Fowler JT lineups with with some duds but most of my lineups are going to end up fading all three of those guys so all right well moving on to the 9k range you mentioned Bill Haas. He's one of the ones I think I like the most uh, in that 9K range. I think uh, he checks the box in strokes game putting and strokes gained approach. He's one of the best scramblers on tour. He plays short courses well. He plays difficult courses well. And I do think this is going to be a you know a more difficult course. If you look at the numbers from the Web.com event in 2012 and 2013, uh, since the redesign, it's a it's a little more difficult. So yeah. I think Haas is he's good at avoiding big numbers. I think he's a really safe cash play. If you want to start, ca- I definitely would not play a cash lineup with anybody above Bill Haas. But I like a lot of cash lineups starting with Bill Haas. Um, don't mind a little bit of Leishman. He's in good form. He seems to be checking every box. I mean, he's he's uh, he, he's playing well. He's just been really consistent. He's kind of like he's got a little Brendan Steele feel to him right now. He's just really consistent, kind of doing a little bit of everything well. Um, so I don't mind a little bit of, of leash as well. Other than that, that's all I'm touching in the 9K range, which I'm guessing is not what you're going to do. Actually, I'm with those are two, my two top guys right there are, Le- are Leash and Bill Haas. Are you going to have exposure to anybody else though? Um, like, are, I think you're, you're probably going to think you're thinking Finau and you're thinking Henley, but I don't think I am. Actually, I think I'm going those top two guys right there, Leishman and Haas, are, are my favorites. Uh, I'm with you for all the same reasons. So um, I don't think you know JB Holmes is you know I think. I don't know. Too many people will probably gravitate towards him, but I'm just not interested in playing old JB. Um, and not Finau either. I don't really like. I, I just don't like that price at 9100 for him. So, I mean, I just feel like the two guys who are going to be th- that I'm less likely to cut sweat on Friday in the 9K range are Haas and Leishman. Like any totally like agree. Henley and Finau could come up and win the golf tournament. I think that I think they're probably more likely to win. <laughs> but I, if I'm going to have like a cut sweat deal going on, Finau 
and Henley are pros at backdoor and a cut <laughs> late on Friday. Yeah. So no, you're. I'm totally um, with you there. Yeah. All right. So 8K range. You've got Brendan Steele all the way down to Harris English. I'll let you start it off for the uh, for the 8K range. So starting off, I'll kind of go just a, like from 85 up. I, I do. You mentioned Steele. He's he's the top guy at 8900. I like Brendan Steele. Checks the box on strokes gained around the green approach, proximity, and um, par four par four birdie or better percentage. I can never freaking say that. Um, so I do like Brendan Steele. If you look at again, just look at his last four starts. I mean, he had a, a sixth place finish. He did have a fifty seventh, which is obviously not that great. But then two straight top fifteens with a top fifteen last week. So Brendan Steele will will definitely find his way into my lineups. Also, Ali Schneiderjens. I like him at eighty three hundred. Well, you know what? I said eighty five and above. So I'll talk about him later. Uh, no, just keep going. It doesn't matter. Just do the 8K range. So, strokes gained approach for Ali. He's sixth in the field. Also, proximity and par four birdie or better percentage. So, I do like Ali this week. Ben on a guy I've always just kind of been been on for most of the year. Strokes gained. You've been approach. on, been on, I've been on, been on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, his recent form isn't that great. His last two starts, he missed the cut at the uh, U.S. Open, and then was 66 last week. But before that, he had a couple top 10 finishes and some top 25 sprinkled in there. So I think Ben on this is a good course for him. And let's see, I will go. You know, I'm really liking how Danny Lee's been playing lately. He's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. 8200. His recent form is is just absolutely fantastic i mean you look at it his last five straights he's got three top tens including a third place finish last week so danny lee is is i think on an upward swing and so i'm definitely gonna stay i'm gonna try to try to ride that ship a little bit longer so so there you go all right i I think this is a key range for us to spend a little time on because i think a lot of I think a lot of lineups are going to be built around this range. There's going to be a lot of balance lineups that start here. I think it, I think it's good. It would behoove us to pick our our GPP plays in this in, in this range. I mean, I think if you look at who's going to be the most popular, I think Brennan Steele is the obvious choice there. True. Um, after that, it could be debatable. I mean, some of the popular guys I think are going to be uh, been on is probably going to be second. People just see him as a cut maker, which he has been. I'm not a big fan because of the the lack of finishes. He's just not finishing the golf tournaments. He's he's sneaking in or he's having one big round and and then he's finishing t something outside. I mean, uh, other than you know uh, two tournaments there at the Wells Fargo and 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 Byron Nelson, but that was kind of a thing for him too. Uh, the whole year leading up to May, like the first four months of the year, that's what he did. He like T 49 it, T 33rd it, T 40. I think I'm going to fade on, um, a complete fade of on. I, I think steel, I'll probably have a little bit in cash and I probably won't have any of them in GPPs. So after those two, it's like, where do you think the ownership is going to go? Uh, Xander Schauffele has been playing really well, the web.com rookie, uh, fifth at the U.S. Open, 14th at the Travelers, just playing super consistent golf, making birdies. I, I still don't know how many people are going to own him. Um, Danny Lee is, has been playing well. The DFS community always likes a little Danny Lee. So who, so who do you think? I mean, who do you think after Steele and On are going to be the more popular guys? 
I think Bradley's going to be popular, actually, up there at, at 8,700. And I think there is a ch- – now, you know, I, I peg these sometimes. You you peg these a lot better than I do. I'll just go ahead and admit Like the one we did last like week. Like the one I we pegged. did last week. But yeah. I think between – if you got Horschel right there in between Steele and Keegan Bradley, Keegan just seems like a, a, a guy that everyone loves to play. I think Horschel might be, uh, you know, the pivot play between those two guys. Um Keegan is not a guy that everybody loves to play. Keegan is a guy that makes everyone nut up because he's just wildly inconsistent. True. I mean, I, I so do think there's Horschel. a. Con- I mean, Horschel's There's pretty- a contingent of there is a contingent of DFSers that will play Keegan. I do kind of lean a little more Keegan than than others. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, Horschel's been more inconsistent this year than Keegan has, but I'm not the one that said people love to play Keegan. I, I mean, I, I think Steele is by far and away going to be the highest price guy in this. In this, and I, mean, I think on is second. I think on is second. I think Keegan might be the third, and then Shawfley and Danny Lee, I think, are going to be right there. Um, so that leaves like Billy Horschel, I think is going to be a little lower owned when people see the form or the last, the, the last event and people see the miscut and then a top 25 and then a miscut. David Lingmurth is quietly in form right now. Also won at this event, um, uh, in the web.com in 2012, won at Avenel farm. Yeah. I was hoping, and, I was hoping to be the one to get out, get that one out, but well, you, you, Took to you jumped the gun like you should have just done it. Uh, I mean, but his last four events: a twenty sixth, a twenty first, a fifteenth, and a twelfth. Lingmurth checks the box and birdie or better lately. I mean, he's. I think he's still going to go low owned at eighty five hundred. So I think Lingmurth is a, a solid. I think Lingmurth, Horschel, Ollie, Hearn, and English are your. Your GPP pivots. Yeah, I like Hearn too. I mean, he's made he's top tended his last two. Yeah, he two seems tournaments. to be in form. Yeah. And then he top tended at you know FedEx St Jude the, the TPC Southwind is you know that's another Zoysia fairway type you know surface on the on the on the fairways and you know maybe a you know similar type course and he top tended there too. So David Hearn to me is is definitely worth playing. All right, so if I'm gonna like nail down GPP plays for me, just to just to kind of like make this clear, I think Lingmurth. Oh, uh, I think I would go. I think I'm gonna lean Lingmurth, and oh, Lingmurth and Ollie, I think, are my two favorite GPP plays. I'm not gonna have a lot of Horschel. I'm not going to have a lot of English, but those are my GPP plays. So, I I, I would agree on Lee Murth and and obviously I mentioned Ollie earlier. We haven't seen Ollie play in almost a month, so is that he's yeah, which kind of throws him off the radar a little bit. I think I mean, it does. I think it does. So Ollie's a scorer for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I just thought like I felt like that range was a range we need to spend some time on. Just because yeah, I, I, I think let that's... me let me go back to and say Hearn. I, I definitely think Hearn has a good GPP okay. play. All right, all right. So getting into the seven K range, Jimmy Walker um, kicks it off with his Lyme disease self. <laughs> Did and you then... see him? 
you probably didn't see it, but he got trolled on Instagram by some somebody this week about his play, and he what he threw out the Lyme disease card. <laughs> well, yeah, he should. That guy should shut up. I know. I mean, I was. I thought it was a good, do your research, bro. He had a pretty pretty good response, but he did. He did. He was like, "Hey, I've, I haven't been exactly, you know." Yeah, just over here dealing with Lyme disease. Yeah. God, still making cuts, except for like the last U.S. Open or whatever. Um, all right, so 7K range. There's a lot of interesting plays here. Bud Colley at 77. I can't ignore. He checks a lot of stat categories. Is he going to be like this year's like Will Wilcox uh, a couple years ago where he just checks a lot of boxes and just kind of doesn't ever top five it? Um He's got some top ten. Four top tens this year. So I mean, he's yeah, actually. I think Bud Colley. This is. I think this is a week you could see him. He's re, he's real deal. Yeah. Uh, checks the box from strokes gained off the tee approach and birdie or better. I think Morgan Hoffman. I oh mean, my gosh. at seventy eight hundred, uh, Morgan. Morgan. He's having. You know. I mean, he missed the cut at the Memorial, but you know, a couple couple top thirties, a couple of top twelves in the last five events. I mean. Out of his last five events, he's missed one cut with two top 12s and two top 27s. I mean, a GPP, a pivot between Jimmy Walker and Bud Colley. He's going to go super low on. I just think he's interesting. Um, other than that, I'm not really going to be... I mean, Boo Weekly is interesting on a course like this. If like I kind of see this playing out as like the, the RBC heritage a little bit with Harbortown. Boo typically does well at Harbortown, um, and obviously in good form. He's in the final group this past week. I could have a little exposure to Boo. I, I can't ignore Kyle Stanley at 7,600. I still like Kyle Stanley. I know we talk about him every week, but he's just he's a box checking, cut making guy. Yeah, he, he didn't have a didn't have a great finish at, at the Travelers, but but still. I like Siwoo Kim and GPP just because people are scared to death to play him because he is either going to absolutely murder this golf course or he's going to miss the cut or <laughs> he's going to, I mean, or he's going to withdraw. It's yeah. There's very little in between. I think he's very a great GPP play though. I have Siwoo Kim written down too, because he, he's going to, he's going to scare the hell out of you, but you gotta, you gotta throw him in a lineup. I Won think. the players at a Pete Dye design. I mean, he's he's. Hey, I don't he's know the number guys. two in the field in strokes gained around the green. So really, if you want to, you want to stack to back him up a little bit. Hey, speaking of stats, speaking of stats, you guys pay. If you've zoned out a little bit, pay attention right here. So we have been talking about this new tool that we have been using for the last few weeks that has given us some really awesome strokes gain data and some really cool statistical data that we haven't found anywhere else. And we can now announce that to you guys. It is Fantasy National. And it is a website developed and run by our good friend Moose, or Mike Metzger, uh, formerly the, uh, the the famous for the Moosonomics website, uh, if you guys use the, the Moosonomics spreadsheet. Um, but he's at the Moosonomics on Twitter, and the website is fantasynational.com. You can go right now and get in on the beta testing. Uh, he he's got he's adding new things to the site all the time, so it's not it's not perfectly laid out just yet. But the tools are tremendous. We've been Incredible. using this for a couple of months now. And, I mean, just the ability to 
change your sample size from the last 12 rounds, the last 24, 36, 50, you know, like to be able to change, you know, how you think form is, is and stats should be valued as far as the windows of time or tournaments these guys should be, uh, you know, put up against is cool. Being able to filter that to like easy courses, hard courses, bent greens, you know, POA greens, uh, easy to hit fairways, tough to hit fair, like all of that you can customize in the sheet. It is super easy. And, and Moose has just done a phenomenal job with it. So, uh, we can now, the, the cat is now out of the bag. We are, we are excited about that tool. Um, and we know that he's got some big things planned for, uh, for fantasy national. So anything else to add on, uh, on that, Pat, I, I wanted to make sure we got that out. By the way, he's on Twitter at Fantasy National. Yeah. If uh, if you guys want to check him out, he's got a new Twitter account. But it's it's the it's the Mooseonomics behind it. So if you're familiar with that sheet, uh, th- then you know this is a very credible very credible source. We love Moose. He's a great guy. Up up in the lives up in the Hazeltine area up in Minnesota. Yeah. He hosted us for the Ryder Cup. It was a great lot of guy. fun. I, all I'll add is, look, I, I can I can navigate this site easily. So which if, says a lot. Which yeah. says, that tells you a ton. It is it is great, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the highest compliment Moose has ever been paid on the site. He doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh, let's continue. So uh, we we left off at Siwoo Kim. Anybody else uh, in that in that in that range? You know, if 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 we're talking a little bit of GPP plays. Maybe even cash. I like Kevin Strillman this week at seventy four. I love Kevin Strillman this week. Yeah, I he's mean, found some great form here lately. He has been he's been playing, you know, pretty good. I mean, you look at his last, you know, five or four starts. He's got you know top ten at last week, um, two top twenties in there. So I think, you know, Strillman's and this is a course that could fit him. You know, I mean, absolutely. So. Um, Definitely going to have some Strelman in my lineups this week. Uh, also, am I do? I'm with you on Bud Colley. I think he's going to be the highest owned guy for sure, probably or maybe, maybe up there. I do like Boo Weekly. Checks the box on strokes gained approach off the tee, and he's second in the field in proximity. So I do like Boo Weekly. Nick Watney interests me a little bit at 7400. Hey, I didn't name Nick Watney. Nick Watney, you did. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't mention Watney. Wow. Or did I tune out? No, I didn't. I'm just, it's, I'm usually the one that mentions Nick Watney. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you are. I mean, look. And I'm at, actually not really on him right now. He's, I, I just think, again, six straight cuts made. Uh, this could be, this could be a good week for him. So Nick Watney's on my list. And I had Siwoo Kim as well. I'm, I'm totally with you there. And I think that's it. Streelman, though, is really my favorite guy. It, it, well, but outside of Bud Colley, Streelman's my favorite guy here. So I am. I'm. In, I'm definitely in on on Streelman for sure. Um, I like. I like a little Daniel Summerhays, the old uh, the old Mormon. Oh, I, I'm, I'm up for a little Daniel Summerhays checking the box and strokes game putting. I feel like uh, kind of one bad round on uh, on Saturday at the Travelers, and, and he would have put up a nice finish. My gut play of the week, like my total feel play of the week, totally unsubstantiated play of the week, is Aaron Badley. I just have a feeling about Aaron Badley here. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. 
Uh, right, right there with him. So Charles Howell is back, seven thousand. Yeah, Mister Mister Cutmaker, Mister Cash Machine. We haven't seen this guy since the week after Masters. Like, talk about a schedule. This guy has not played professional golf in more than two months. Well, he's by been choice. hurt. Oh, he has been. Yeah, he's been hurt. Oh yeah, that's right. But it was like a. It wasn't an injury. It was just a surgery thing. Yeah, like I don't he had think- like a. I do think you're right in a sense. It's been so he, long ago, I forgot. Yeah, no, I think he's been hurt, and but he definitely took his time. You know, Tiger's a good buddy of his, so maybe he, he just he tried to. He's in on the intervention with Tiger. <laughs> he might be, but I, I think you know Chucky's a little bit interesting this week. If you if you want to get crazy, his low his ownership is going to be lower than it probably ever has in, in DFS. Well, and that's so. the, that's the question is like because normally his ownership is freakishly high just because he's a cut maker, but. That's I right. And I mean, now I'm looking at it. DraftKings has the note about his about his injury, but I, I remember it not really being an injury. It's more of an elective surgery of a thing that he had that was like not affecting his golf ability at all. Can, That's I, what I, remember. So, can I shamelessly ask? We really no, need no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I have, I have, I have new information on that. Don't do that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, is that going to be edited a, out? No, I'll just leave it because I don't have the time to edit it. Um, I, I think I will have a little Charles Howell then, especially with that injury. I wasn't really going to play a lot of him, but I think I might have some of him with that injury update. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, we won a listener bet last week because uh, a listener in the chat room on the Shot in the Arm challenged us and said he wanted Wesley Bryan and that he would finish higher, and I took Fabian Gomez, my boy, Selena's daddy. He never lets me down. And uh, Brian just absolutely lost his mind on Sunday and shot a 76. Well, he shot a 75-76 on the weekend, which just yeah. sucked. And Fabian ended up ended up beating him by by like six strokes or something. So we won. So that listener has to go buy something out of the store. You know, I think Wesley though could be an interesting play this week <laughs> at seven thousand. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, won the Heritage. It seems like a course that could fit him. I just don't know what is up with his form. Like, he, what is he doing? Yeah, he's just, he's missed. He was on fire in yeah. the beginning of the year. Yeah. He does worry me a little bit, but, and I think probably maybe his ownership might be a little too high. That's 7000 but he's, he's his price has just kind of dropped like a rock. Well, just like last week down in the, um, in the upper 6K range, I think Hadwin and Glover are, are, like kind of underpriced. I mean, I know Hadwin has not had good finishes here lately. Have you seen the difference between Hadwin on Fantasy Draft and FanDuel versus where he is on DraftKings? Well, I mean, I'm sure that that yeah. I mean, on Fantasy Draft, he's he's like the 25th player or something. He's and the 27th player on Fantasy Draft. FanDuel, he's like top 10 or something. Yeah, top. on FanDuel, he is 14th. No. Third, yeah, fourteenth, and then he's like seventy first or something on uh, DraftKings. Yo, so I definitely think you should play him on DraftKings. I mean, that's a great yeah. value. I mean, for a guy who's won and he's made fourteen to fifteen cuts. I mean, lately he has just snuck in on the cut line and he's not scoring that well. But in a cash lineup, whatever. Like, if you want to play, I don't know that you really even have to get down this low. So maybe there's actually really no reason to play him. But, um. I just feel like these two guys, Lucas Glover and Hadwin, the years that they've had, I feel like they they're 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 still mispriced, even though I know their form is not. Golly, you mentioned Lucas Glover every week. 
I know I'm not I'm not I'm not as much on him right now though. I'm really not. I'm not I'm not on him. Matt Jones to me, I think is 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 going to be. He's now he. You will sweat him on Friday if you. Play I'm usually him. a sucker for Matt Jones. Yeah, but 18th in his last start, I, I had him in that start, and he I sweated him, and then he ended up helping me have a pretty good week. And you know he checks a box on strokes gained around the green, so 6,700 I think is a pretty good price for him. And then the DFS or the 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 Twitter. I don't want to say darling, but just the the controversial Twitter, the anti darling, the anti darling. Grayson Murray, love Grayson Murray. This has week. been playing very well. Yep, he's. I got mean, when it, was man. I don't know when the last time he missed a cut was, and you know, so he's sitting here at sixty eight hundred API in March was the last time he's missed a cut. Yeah. So I think well, he, MD, he MDF'd at the players. He MDF'd at the players. He so. did, but. Since then, yeah, twenty seventh, thirty fifth, eighteenth, and twenty sixth. That's well, and there's and he's trending the right direction. I mean, his form, his form is showing a bunch of missed cuts, then like four, almost like four made cuts, but finishing like almost DFL, and then now it's picking up to where he's like top top yeah. twenty five and top thirty. Like, and I feel like even though he's a bomber type. He's, he seems like he's playing a little smarter, a little more strategic. I think some yeah. of that's the Josh, the Josh Gregory influence on him. He's probably getting better in his short game, his wedges, which is all Josh Gregory's, you know, I mean, that's his stuff. Like, that's his, that's his jam. Um, it's, you know, same guy that teaches Patrick Reed how to scramble and, and, and putt when he's hot and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that's probably some of that influence that's helping, helping Grayson out. Um, I, I tweeted about this last week that – you know, Grayson Murray, Brandon Hagee, and Trey Mullinax, when they were on the Web.com tour last year, all three of those guys, top 10 or 15 in driving distance, we know they're bombers. We know all three of them can just absolutely mash it. However, what a lot of people don't know is they also finish like top 15, top 20 in strokes game putting and uh, putting average statistics on the Web.com. So these guys can roll it. I mean, they haven't putted all that well on the PGA Tour against the best putters in the world, but they're better than a lot of, you know, other guys that come out of the web.com for sure on the greens. Like, so you can't just look at them as putters and, and that's the deadly combo, right? In this, in this game right now is a guy who can crush it off the tee and get hot on the greens, like a Brooks Kefka, Jason Day, even a DJ lately. So didn't Billy Horschel give you a little response on that tweet? Was he did. Yeah. 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 Billy was asking me about that. Um, yeah, I don't know why he's. I guess he paid attention to that tweet and he asked me like where they were at this year as far as putting stats or something. And it's not good. Like the PGA Tour stats were like middle of the pack. But um, and then he got into it because some troll jumped in on it. Oh well, yeah, it was, then somebody it, was, jumped, it always <laughs> it seems funny. to happen. Somebody jumps in, and yeah, then just, and then we get wrapped up into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, um, but people forget. I mean, Grayson Murray, if it outside of West Bryan last year. I mean, he, he had a pretty good year. So he had an outstanding year. Yeah, and people kind of forget, and then they go back to Twitter and the way he is on Twitter, and maybe which they, is his fault for being dumb. It is. I mean, people, but, people people aren't remembering him for his good golf; they're remembering him for his dumb commentary on Twitter, which is yeah. his problem. That's that's his fault. But he can play golf, so 
But and now that he's playing better golf, people still barely even know that. Like I see him get trolled all the time by people who are like, "You can't even make a cut," and he's like, uh, "Dude, I've made every cut since March." But people, <laughs> yeah. but people don't remember that right now because all they remember is what a dummy he was for the first you know f- five months of his PGA Tour career on Twitter. So yeah. he's got a lot of work to do to <laughs> make make that up. But I also think, in some ways, so many people hate him in DFS. It kind of drives his ownership down. So, mm-hmm. and he does score when he gets hot. He's I don't know. Uh, so I'm in on Grayson Murray. I like I like the Matt Jones call. Also like Nick Taylor call. I mean, he has lost a little bit of the form that everybody was loving um, here the last few events. But I mean, you go back to he had a great a great April and May, um, and and his price has gone. You know. His prices kind of stayed the same, but I don't mind. I don't mind a little Nick Taylor. I'll probably have him a little more Matt Jones, but and I love JJ Spawn down here at sixty seven hundred. I'm a big JJ Spawn fan. Um, haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but that's fine with me. I, I kind of I, I like the scoring aspect of JJ Spawn. He's a total GPP play for me. And I got one more. I got one more. Go, Ricky Barnes. Oh, God. Yep. First round yep. leader bet. Take that. Well, always. But um, 6,600, so he's at the minimum, checks the boxes. That's top 25 in the field over the last 24 rounds in strokes gained putting and strokes gained approach. Um, you know, 35th at the Travelers, consistent. 22nd at Memorial a couple weeks ago, 18th at Dean and DeLuca the week before that. You know, I don't know. I think I think he's worth a few GPP plays. Put put him in some of those Fowler Reed combos, and uh, and then grab some 6,900, 6,800, 7,000 dollars guys and roll with it. I, I could see it. You know, if if you're gonna go there, my my uh, kind of gut play this week is gonna be Luke List at 6,900. If you if you look at you know strokes gained, some of those stats, he's he's fourth in strokes gained off the tee. He's 20th in strokes gained approach as far as the, the field is concerned. Uh, right up there in the top 30 in strokes gained around the green. Now he hasn't been in great form, but he did finish t- uh, 18th at the FedEx, um, which was his last tournament that that we saw him at. So if you if you want if you want to play Pat's gut play of the week, then uh, it's going to be Luke List, and I am actually I will, I will put him in some lineups. So there you go. So yours is Luke List. My my gut play of the week is Aaron Badley. Um, so we got to get one and done because Lord have mercy, we cannot oh remember yeah, we, we cannot remember one and done to save our life. We're really sorry about that. By the way, just an update on our one and done league. The guy who is winning our league, which is Shiker's team, is freaking crushing everyone. <laughs> he is like eight point one million dollars, and second place is a full like one point two behind him. I am absolutely suck. What position are you in, by the way? Uh, I don't even know. I it's... need you to pull that up. I need you to tell me. I'm in. 156th out of like 300 something. I'm at 2.8 million. I had Shez Reevy last week. I was trying to go lone wolf and Shez was looking good until Sunday and then he just sucked. Did you see his Sunday? I was probably driving back during that. Time. Oh yeah, that's right. He was like top he was like top 10 at, at one point on Sunday and he finished tied for 43rd. Made 19 grand. So where are you? What what's your 
I'm one. I'm in 156th place. Okay, I'm in 184th place. Yes, I'm beating you. All right, and, at this point, as long my, as I beat my you. Pick, <laughs> my pick. Do you know what my pick was uh, last week? I can't remember. Oh, I did make a. Paul didn't make a pick. It was Ben on actually, and he uh, he cashed me fourteen thousand dollars. Ooh, Shez got me nineteen thousand. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, just just not very good. I, I'm not very good at this one and done thing. No, I'm, I'm we, we both <laughs> absolutely <laughs> suck at this one and done thing. All right, so this week we have to. Uh, I, I'm going to try to go out on a limb again. Um, I think I've just got to because if I want to make up any ground, although unless I'm just trying to beat you, I could do something a little more conservative. But that's not any fun. What, do you know who you're going to go yet? Um. Trying to decide. I, I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go Mark Leishman. I was looking at that if I was gonna go more the conservative route. Um Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go I, I'm I'm Mark Leishman. That's what that's what I'm gonna go with. I am going to go I'm gonna go Kevin Streelman. I like I'm going, that. I'm going Kevin Streelman. I doubt that'll be a lone wolf pick, but I, I like it. It'll be low. By the way, somebody is in the that's in the top five. Actually, he's in the fifth position. Is native area? I know. I saw that. Yeah, I think they changed their. Yeah, I think that was a change their name. Change. Um. All right. Cool. So that's one and done. Anything else to uh, to add to the Tour Junkies podcast tonight? That's all I got. You know, I feel like I'll have a lot more energy next week on the podcast when I when I get to uh, get you know recovered and and yeah and everything from, from sober the, sober from the wedding weekend. So, but hey, you know, you gotta have fun every once in a while. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. Thank you guys for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. We we appreciate it. We'll be back next week. And um, yeah, may your screens be green. You guys make some make some good decisions out there. And good luck for the Quick and Loans National. See ya. Oh. Napa know how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.